0: Welcome back, my friends, beautiful people, powerful people. This is Brian Hardy, your host of Redefining Reality, back with another episode. And this is going to be a good one. Yes, it is. This is the masculinity edition, in a sense, where I sat down with two good friends, Darren Hall and Jesse Buck, that you'll hear from shortly, and we sort of recapped and reflected and shared a lot about an experience we all had together at a men's retreat one month prior to this podcast. It was a very powerful time to be there with your brothers, to be there with nature and the earth. Um, It was also the time where I injured myself and found myself um, immobilized, immobilized and needing to reach out for and accept help, which I don't know about you, but it's a hard thing for me to do sometimes. And I think it's a more, it's not just a masculine or, or, or thing that men struggle with, but I think men more so struggle with it because there's this idea that as men, we must never be weak. We must always have it together. We must always have the answer and um, asking for help would be going against that. So there's a lot of richness to be had here, if you're a man or a woman, and uh, we share all about that sort of thing, Um, and we also get into the next installment, because these retreats are not a one-time thing. This is a community. This is a movement that we are helping to co-create and helping to share with more people who are starving for community, starving for tribe, starving for a sense of a secure sense, an indestructible sense, a spiritual sense of who they are as individuals and as uh, earth warriors or earth knights, as they like to say, or as Darren came up with, um, how the retreat was called, at least, and that's where you'll find the podcast show notes for this episode over at the blog, www.brianhardy.ca forward slash And, uh, without further ado, I'm going to kick this off and I really hope you enjoy it. If you are a man, I hope you check out and consider attending one of these future events. It would be so great to meet you and to dive deep to get to know you and support you along your journey. And if you are a woman, then I appreciate your listening and your empathy towards the masculine struggle because that struggle is real. And if you have men in your life that are looking for support that that you can just tell they're lacking that inner direction, that mission, that purpose, then uh, kindly recommend them to this podcast and to these events. Okay. That is all for now. I am taking off for a week, just about a week of hunting. We're going looking for deer in northern Michigan, and I'm going with good friend Blake Bowman of Gorilla Zen, and we're meeting up with another friend I met down at the Bulletproof Conference, and it's going to be a week of nature and polar plunging and biohacking, and I'm going to keep you guys posted about that. I'm going to record at least a podcast, if not more than more than one or two uh, while we're down there to capture that experience because I've never been hunting before, but it's been a part of my intention for the last couple years and now it's coming through. So enjoy your week, have a beautiful time, and I am off to Northern Michigan sending my love from the beautiful outdoors. Be well and take care. I'm here in the humble abode of the Druid himself. The the Druid, Mr. Darren Hall, and fellow brother, Jesse Buck. Good to see you guys. Good to see you too, man. Yeah, I haven't wanted to do this for a while. What's nice. And um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today, I'm sure. Mm. But what's really coming up and what's most potent, especially given the retreat we all helped be part of, or I helped you all be part of, or facilitate, whatever it is, <laughs> uh, about just about a month ago, almost to, to the day. Wow. I think it's a
1: month. Yeah, just about wow.
0: a month. Um, and that retreat was all about sacred masculinity, right? Mm-hmm. The Earth Warrior, and the Earth Knight. Earth Knight. Mm-hmm. Earth Knight. Earth
1: mm-hmm. Knight. Earth Warrior. Who
0: channels his inner warrior? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but just these 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 things, you know, they keep coming up, and it seems like the time is now to really take this on and run with it and share it. So, I want to just kick it off there. And uh, maybe we'll have each of you start off. I'd love to hear like what is what what brings up, what comes up right. when you talk about
1: like Earth Night. Okay. Maybe I'll maybe I'll launch into it. Yeah. And man. Um, yeah, like so for me the the birth of this retreat came out of this this idea in Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette's books, King War Magician Lover, which spawned this men's movement in the nineteen eighties. And I think the reason why so many men get such good nourishment from these books is they're really deeply based in Jungian therapy. So Carl Jung, one of the most genius men ever, particularly the last hundred years. And he really delved into the archetypes of King, Warrior, Magician, Lover, which is like ancient technology of how consciousness basically expresses itself through the quantum mechanics of like the mind and who we are all as human beings and yeah been running various different kinds of men's circles and courses I have this course I teach called Heroic Consciousness four week course where we delve into these archetypes and those have been really great and done well and, and and then it just came to the fore of like man retreat retreat would be the next step and a lot of men I think have been hungry for it so when I was visioning what to do as like an initial retreat I always like starting with the warrior archetype in, in the archetype will work because it's It's known to be that springing into action, yang energy, it initiates things, it catalyzes things. And it just felt fitting to hone in on the warrior and then specifically in the warrior within, which is one of their singular books that they wrote as branches from that kind of, the tree of life, the King War Magician Lover central book. They talk about in the warrior within, at the end of the book, the the modern incarnation of the warrior being the earth knight. And they particularly attribute that to the environmental crisis of what we're dealing with on the planet and the need to really restore a sense of like honor to how we protect the earth. And and just the whole conversation that happens there, which I'm sure we'll get into with like nature connection and like revisiting your primal self, something I know Jesse's gonna probably delve into as well. And just like, how do we get men to realize they have an ally in their wildness, in, in wilderness in general, and how do we bring that online? And this this was also about, for me, the Earth is synonymous with her, with the idea of the goddess Earth, with Mama Earth, Gaia. So this retreat kind of happened right after the, the Me Too campaign as well. I don't even want to call it a campaign. It seems like it's so much more deeper. It's like a paradigm a shift. Is. It's a movement, really, of mm-hmm. like, uh, of the feminine and of particularly women Uh, speaking this fierce feedback of the feminine to mostly men and about you know sexual transgressions and such but a deeper thing about you know how they need our help as well to dismantle this patriarchal thing and so that that definitely uh imprinted I think how the retreat was going as well at least putting in the context of like hey we got to get men really living in more integrity and more in that warrior spirit just to like answer that call of the feminine and then actually meet them in that call because I think women are kind of more zesty when it comes to evolution. There are always more women in yoga classes and such. And and then this retreat organically brought me to Jesse, you know, my soul brother. who we, We work in so many capacities. I can trust him. I know he he gets shit done and he also just has this beautiful uh, sense of himself as this kind of masculine, feminine being, you know, and I know he would bring that kind of tender openness to the men, because uh, sometimes I'm I can be a little more of the serious, gruff dude, which holds a purpose, but having the playfulness of Jesse Buck was uh, was was very significant, and then you know having you and Ryan just was kind of ran well I knew I knew I wanted Ryan there and I knew I wanted you there and then just having you both there and the wisdom you both hold and nutrition and just like how you carry yourselves and stuff it just it just felt like one of those moments in those transformer movies you know or cartoons where they just like combine to form this like autobot supreme being (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it felt like that with the four of us you know holding those quadrants down so um, yeah I'll I'll leave it there I'm a long-winded kind of guy so uh, I've spoken for a while on the torch the mic yeah <laughs> yeah I feel that I feel
2: that yeah it was it was definitely an amazing experience to hold it down with with my brothers and my close friends um, I felt really comfortable like being in that this that space of like being a leader in that sort of capacity of like of like sharing things and, and holding space and being compassionate um, yeah I was lucky to like lead the morning movement which was like such a blessing for me because I, I I thrive when I'm in my morning practice like that's for me like my foundation for like everything I do in my day It mm-hmm. comes from that place So for me to get to share that with the brothers and bringing in the sexual qigong gong and the creative you know, testicle squeezes and the butt clenching Got and some great photos of got those some great photos of that and the ninja we played and, and yeah bringing in that embodiment I think for me is like the biggest thing because like the warrior can have the capacity Mentally to understand what he wants to do and how he wants to do it But if the vessel isn't there to you know, pick up the sword and like live that mission. That it can be uh, kind of left like without that that fire. So I feel like the the embodiment that uh, that I tried to share with the brothers was was the big piece and, and also the playfulness. It was really clear when we played ultimate frisbee. It was like oh we all became you know fifteen year old boys again. We're just like c- competing and we're like trying to get this frisbee and get this goal. And it's it's something that I think I've missing. I missed in my life in the last few years of not playing professional sports. I mean, professional sports anymore um, and yeah I'd love to like continue that because I feel like there's this sense of uh, unity and brotherhood that's created through play mm-hmm. just like being in your body and enjoying yourself mm-hmm. you know whether it's in a yoga practice a breath practice like playing basketball running naked into the woods as we did you know many different things but the embodiment was the big part and I think for me I again I felt most comfortable because I was with you who held that like that Real like grandfather energy, that like fierceness, and then having the kitchen just grandpa, be on absolute lockdown. My <laughs> girlfriend teases me as being grandpa now. And now I got to deal with this.
1: Jeez, so age is wisdom. <laughs> <right>. Age is <laughs> wisdom. Oh, okay. Yeah, a wizard archetype. Okay. <laughs> wizard oh. archetype, which we
2: were
0: evolving into. Yeah. Right? Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was wonderful to see. It was wonderful to see, and for me, it was to be there. It was just like. This is what the world needs. I mean, this is what we need, which is why we were there. But it's what the world needs, and it's so simple, right? Play, you know, just lightheartedness, embodiment. It's so simple. That's why I love it. It's, the answers are so simple, but they're just not accessible for most people. Because, you know, you're in your life and your, your vision comes in and narrow, and it's like work, responsibilities, relationships. Bills, You know, whatever whatever goes through the average person's yeah. brain on a given mm-hmm. day. And until you get out of the city, get out of your context and open up mm. in every way. Like open up the body, open up the mind, open up the heart. Like the first night when we had our sharing circle around the fire and everyone's heart opened up and mm. we bonded in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so wonderful to see and so like enlivening
1: yeah and that was intentional you know we when, when I because I, I sat down and did the initial visioning of it and then I took it to Jesse to help you know weave it and mold it in different ways but what came clear to me was yeah you know night number one let's do a sharing smoke uh, sharing circle and ritual to re, to get into our burdens and really leave them at the fire because that's traditionally what fires were actually used for in, in some ways as a way to transform and transmute energy. I mean, I've been told just being in front of a fire is transformative because the energy is literally burning away stuff in your field, in your aura, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's helping stuff to to be lightened, to be those burdens burned away. So that that was very intentional to start things off from that, that place of like, hey, let's get open, let's get vulnerable too, you know? Um, you know get men into a place where they can de because a lot of the times we do hold all this armor of this really old pattern of conditioning that we've always got to be on the defensive in some way and that tension that most men have in their bodies you know and most lovers of men know intimately like whoa what's all that about you know so it was very clear in my mind that I want to start things off by let's try and excavate you know what's beneath. That and, and let that be what unfolds of the weekend. And I felt, you know, as things went on, the activities were really churning that underneath the armor kind of essence, that soul, if you will, to, to more come to the surface.
2: Mm-hmm. There was definitely like a unification that happened after we stayed up so late with the fire under the stars to like let every man say their piece of their wounds and, and allowing each one to kind of dance into each other, which was beautiful. There was a common thread, a common theme developed and like right after that that night like the next day it was like we all really know each other <laughs> we all really really know the truest uh, the deepest darkest side of ourselves and and just being in that space just like it was so light the next day was so light you know with massage exchanges and playful ecstatic dances and shaking medicine cacao like it just all kind of really manifested into this space of like yeah, being really embodied, being really connected, and like just being truthful about who we are as human beings, not wearing a mask or not being someone we're not. Like even for us, like I think we were pretty transparent the whole time, right? We were, we were just in it with them. And I think that's that's the big thing is like we also really need this, right? Mm-hmm. Like as mm-hmm. you said, like we all need this, but so do Darren and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah
0: Yeah, I mean it's what they usually say about anyone who's in a teaching healing sort of you know role or or path it's like their own needs brought them there right Mm. and then it only gets deeper the more you share it the more Mm. you cultivate it the more you reflect on it the more you integrate it get reflections from other people about it you know it's like what's working for you what's working for me have people tell you your blind spots right because we can't see our own blind spots that's why there are blind spots Mm. and so it's like we need each other through this work, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's why um, talking about the connection piece, um, and just why why in particular this was so special. This, in my experience, was because I was there, same land in the summertime, with some real like indigenous wisdom keepers mm-hmm. doing a retreat more on connection focus. Mm-hmm. That was the whole focus: initiation and connection, rites of passage, connection,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and. Um, I just love the idea of how um, you know the opposite of what's the phrase? The opposite of addiction is connection.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How that plays into our various lives and, and struggles
1: and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean. Just to jump off from that, I was just with uh, Dr. Gabor Mate last week, which was a real blessing. He was in town. He was in town. Yeah, he he did two. I think it was he did two sold out dates at they rented a place at one of the theaters at Scotia Bank actually, mm. and he gave his talk on compassionate inquiry and, you know, I've had the blessing to do some deep work with Gabor. I did a ten day retreat with him with also shamanic stuff and ayahuasca and. And just, you know, been to many of his talks, followed him through the years, and um, and I had the blessing to, to perform the Crystal bowls and do an invocation while he was here. It was great. Mm. And yeah, his his whole work with addiction, because he's pretty much one of the world experts on this, his whole paradigm is that it comes from this, this place of disconnection, so that we're all walking around with this kind of feeling of restlessness, you know, this kind of psychic itch, even, if you will, that there's something unfulfilled and missing in our lives, you know, and, and one of the tragedies of modern life is that it's kind of paved over in all the kind of conveniences and cessationalisms of like sports and entertainment and pop culture and all these gadgets and consumerism that people generally don't get quiet enough to hear that kind of howl, that haunting howl within them. Until it does pop up one random night when they're alone. And and that's when they generally go to like the alcohol or the tobacco or or what is it to to sort of quench that like need for for some kind of altered feeling, you know, Mm. and and we're all doing our best. I mean, Gabor's whole thing is like it's very traumatic to be so cut off. So on the men's retreat, that was. Something that I think we we really wanted to be at the fore as well And I know Jesse Jesse can speak to the connection exercises. He led with like the beautiful sunrise hug ceremony and, um, and And just for me just like getting people on land. I just know you know retreats are an Investment that you're making into yourself, and, and I hope more people see that that retreats are are really important to our lives And we should be retreating multiple times a year Uh, to afford ourselves to get, as you say, out of the context of the busyness of our lives Mm -hmm. where, let's face it, the addictions nowadays are becoming addictions to social media, addictions to work, something I've been actually confronted with of of late. And, you know, we need to actually realize that going, especially into nature, where just the sheer frequency of the fresh air and the frequency, the resonance of plants and trees and, and the wild it works on you almost immediately. I think everyone at the retreat probably had at least one night where they just got incredibly deep sleep, Mm. you know, and maybe had some really meaningful dreams because Mm -hmm. they were allowed to go that deep into that kind of repair zone, which is the unconscious deep states of relaxation that happens with the body. Um, And then, you know, our closing ritual over the weekend with with the sword, you know, where we lifted the sword and made this declaration to to Gaia Mm -hmm. you know the earth goddess was was also speaking to that Um, for me personally I just know we need this connection to this planet and we need to even deepen what this planet really is and for me in my own reclamation of the European indigenous identity and the goddess Sophia you know the work with Dave Cushain at Turtle Lodge Manitoba um, on the vision quest you know really made me realize like we are really cut off from nature and that's um one of the deepest wounds and we don't really acknowledge it like ever in our lives you know really really tiny amounts as it start to leak out and i think more people are starting to realize that
2: mm-hmm. i think it was definitely realized like after the the sweat lodge that we experienced just like how mm-hmm. being in that little womb you know with uh, with our like our guides in that journey and them singing their indigenous songs and, and us just like being in that sweat being in that space of purging and, and suffering almost, right? To like really let go of all the all the shit. Mm-hmm. And having that in the morning before this like acknowledgement to Gaia was just such a huge you know, such a huge day of like, wow, like we can really let this go and connect, have a purpose and like let's try to take this into our lives. Which I think which I hope like a lot of the brothers have that. I know I've been sure Mm -hmm. we had the ogis as well then we had the ogis that was after yeah oh man yeah
0: you guys were sweating while we were prepping the ogis that was perfect oh
2: so revitalizing yeah yeah
0: someone reached out to me recently for the recipe um but yeah ogis for those of you listening Mm -hmm. is a ancient ayurvedic uh sort of elixir um, and Ogis, I think translates to like life force or like jing. Like it's it's pretty it's synonymous, right? Yeah. yeah. Builds up your essence. Builds up your you know that vitality. And so it was like soaked almonds and dates and all these different spices.
2: Ooh. And taste like, right now, baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Sit my cacao and think about it. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was perfect thing to come out of the sweat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do that and. Yeah, I mean, I the, the retreat. I think like. You can still feel it, almost. And that was the beauty of it, was that... I think my my biggest takeaway, not to jump ahead too much, but, like, I just felt the word ennobled, you know? Like, I felt ennobled. Mm. There was a part of me that felt like I was standing a little straighter, that I wanted to find ways to honor self and others. And and I also found myself a lot more assertive and, and that warrior energy of wanting to task, like, really... There was a lot of things that I don't think I was like taking on in my life that all of a sudden came to the forefront, and I had this gusto of like, yeah, I want to do these things right away, and it, and it felt amazing to like, feel that that beautiful masculine like healthy energy. I thought that was also just being in sympathetic resonance with the group field of just you know you get a bunch of men together, who are good natured dudes and. You just all start to like fall into this wave pattern together, of just mm-hmm. feeling good and and just this beautiful masculine frequency that's super restorative. You know, I don't know how you guys felt after the retreat, but oh,
2: it's lit. I've been. I feel the same. Yeah, like I feel like I've really been on top of all aspects of my life, and as a solopreneur, there's like you know a there's lot. a database of information in my mind that I have to keep checking in on all these mm-hmm. different things, and I felt like. After the retreat, I just I was able to to u- utilize all the skills that I have in my tool belt, like like call it in. You know what? I'm a little stressed. Cool. I'm gonna do some Wim Hof breathing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. channel this and like put it into practice. So, so for me, yeah, I've been like definitely very lit since the experience, and I feel like my purpose and direction is just really getting fine tuned to why I do what I do, and once that is in place, and I really connect to the 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 visioning of like. Directing my energy in the morning has just changed everything. Mm. Changed everything. Aiming, everything. Practice. Aiming practice, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, for me, it was it was definitely similar. Oh, I had a bit of. I mean, I injured myself during the retreat, right? Nice. So it was a bit of like super high to like super low, and like oh, I gotta slow down and like <laughs> take care of myself for a little Man. while here, which was the perfect lesson for me at that time. And it was it was just hilarious that it happened in a group of men, um, in that context, and that I literally because it, it brought up for me the almost immediately when it happened, I'm like, this isn't about my knee. This is about like not being open to receive, not being uh, sturdy, stepping forward into the world in a sense. Right, the right side of the body, masculine side of the body, mm. right knee. You know, takes me out. So, huh. it's like okay, I have to be open. To receive and to like slow down, and to like, mm-hmm. it's been amazing, an amazing blessing to not only be so supported by everyone around me, including you guys and our network and our friends, but also to um, realign me with what's most important, mm-hmm. right? And as someone who, you know, is a, a health coach, practitioner, wellness entrepreneur, I have to be walking my talk and making sure I'm taking care of my own mm-hmm. body so I can stay in integrity. Right. Mm -hmm. Physically, mentally, spiritually, the whole piece. Mm -hmm. Right? So it it was just a a beautiful sort of like pay attention, you know,
2: slow down. And it was so beautiful to have a chiropractor that was there at the retreat, like all of us giving you Reiki
1: when you were going through like the initial Another favorite shot of the retreat. Like you're down on the field and like chiropractic stuff going on, and then Michael Ionesco just like beaming, yeah, Reiki yeah. vibes, yeah, that was yeah. that was a nice moment, yeah, yeah. and just all And then right we were now. toning, actually, yeah. we were toning, it was yeah. like a pop up shamanic healing station, yeah, yeah. Well, like boom.
2: We're all we all have the power to heal, right, with our intention or with frequency or energy or whatever, right? And yeah. if you have a bunch of people together with the same intention, like, there's something that, that's gonna happen. Yeah. There's something that's gonna gonna move or reset. So it, for me, I was like, let's do this. This is this is why we're here. This is like, well, this is what we're born to do. Let's just do it. Yeah. 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 see Ryan even like with his yeah. with his finger right getting a little bit of his thumb chopped off. Yeah. It felt
0: it felt very symbolic. Almost you know we're like it's like almost like sacrifice like a part
1: sacrifice a part of yourself mm-hmm. for the collective it's like warrior like, man yeah. warrior consequences you know it's yeah. like that's what being warrior is all about mm-hmm. you do get hit sometimes you yeah. know?
2: and then brothers taking care of even in that yeah. moment you you know whip together the honey turmeric cayenne pepper remedy oh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah there's a video of this for anyone listening that I'll link to of uh, Ryan's finger ble- bleeding profusely and then we put this like remedy together you can see it it's on YouTube now but uh, it worked it totally
2: worked, worked. It he's totally fine now I, I saw his finger the other day okay it's back to normal
1: beautiful yeah, it's regrown like five times as strong <laughs> see what he can do with that finger <laughs> raise it.
0: yeah but to bring it back around to um, the rejuvenating aspect of being in nature being in community uh, being in a safe space and playing um, they're essential they are essential pieces yes. And I find like people in more of the entrepreneurial space often will have a rule for themselves. You know, Tim Ferriss does no screen Saturdays or screen free Saturdays or people do, you know, work free Sundays or whatever it is. And to take that time to really, really relax, unplug, unwind, you go back into parasympathetic dominance and restore and then you're that much more fired up to get back to whatever it is, right? Right. So, those cycles and like respecting the cycles of nature and respecting the seasons of nature can be so, so profound. And I just love seeing them further integrated into our lives, into our work, into everything. Absolutely. This remembering, right?
2: Mm
1: Do you want to jump in on that?
2: The remembering. It's just like, that whole
1: idea of rejuvenation. Yeah, you know? oh, rejuvenation.
2: Oh, well, it's like we need to sleep, right? After mm. every day. So it's like, you know, after like a week of like work, especially you know, for solopreneurs, it's like we're kind of like wake up, you're in the flow of work, you know, whether you're practicing or you're breathing or you're at your laptop or you're going somewhere to meet someone. It's almost for me, it's like 9 to 11 at night and then I sleep. And if I didn't sleep, I would be completely dead. I wouldn't be able to do my job the next day. So the idea of like having that time and space to like completely unplug has been definitely something i've been challenged by is, is yeah turning off the phone turning off the laptop and just like laying in bed and reading or something mm. or laying in a park and, and winter's coming right so it's it's even more challenging to connect to nature in this in this context so it's about finding those little ways to rejuvenate you know small meditations a little bit of yoga a little bit of breathing really good food elixirs superfoods Maybe CBD, if you need some CBD in your life. Who doesn't need <laughs> CBD? Really? Yeah. We all do. Yeah. So yeah. important, though, take care of ourselves, right? As you said, like, as healers, we have to, like, be in integrity and, and like, live that live that lifestyle. Like, yeah, people in schools always ask me, like, are you always this calm? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, this is my life. No, I'm actually, like, I deal with just as much stress as you. I just know how to breathe through it and how to, like, channel that energy. It's, like been a constant work for me and that's mm. why I can share this with you because I'm like experiencing it every moment and I'm like trying my best to like conquer it you know mm. be be above it or not even be above it but be totally in it so much that I'm like it is me and I'm like working with it I'm alchemizing it
1: mm. mm-hmm. yeah and I mean if I can get a little esoteric um, of course, I think on the retreat like one of the most rejuvenating things for me was the, the regeneration of that feeling of virtue, you know, Mm -hmm. like I had a Chinese medicine mentor who introduced me to another Chinese medicine uh, master called Heiner Frohoff. He's in America and he regards Chinese medicine as virtue therapy, which Mm -hmm. I just absolutely love because the Taoists were really into virtue, which they called the marvelous impulses, those heroic, really positive qualities that every human being has, you know, in their being that's just looking to be expressed and oftentimes they don't get expressed because we're muddled up we're obscured by toxins and the physiologys weak or we're, we're just burned out it takes energy to be your authentic self you know it takes energy to be the best that you can be day after day and what I felt was really beautiful on the retreat was you started to see that kind of those positive qualities come out in the men more as the retreat went on this this kind of gallant, Um, brave really wholesome camaraderie and um, I think we also in, in a kind of paradoxical way some of the ways we rejuvenated were actually through what I like to call ecstatic medicines as well you know of like the cacao ceremony leading into the shaking medicine ecstatic dance to me was was a high note in getting men to get totally uninhibited shaking off all their tension yelling full vocal catharsis let's get into those emotions and unleash them like the emotions have just been bouncing around in that contained that armored container of your tense body let's get them out it was beautiful to see one of the young men within like 10 minutes was butt naked just shaking on that field <laughs> giving it fully giving it And I thought it was no coincidence that right after that ceremony, we went right into just like the most uninhibited, beautiful evening of celebration and reverie Mm -hmm. because we were so, you know, enlivened and rejuvenated Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. that sense of freedom, you know, to be playful again, to be even boyish, you know, on on a certain dimension, you know, because actually truly be a man, you have to really... Be able to caretake for that part of you that's always going to be a boy as well. And not shut it up, shut it down, you know, even abuse it, which I think a lot of men were, were programmed and trained to do is to abuse ourselves and stuff. So it's really beautiful and, and just beautiful to witness men taking care of each other by going to a retreat and just in that general scheme of being that commitment to themselves. I think a lot of men, I know myself, I struggle sometimes to reach out for support or to actually commit to be doing... A retreat sometimes for me just to commit for doing a whole weekend of something. I'm like, oh my god, man, all the work I'm gonna miss! And it's like, well, that's exactly why you gotta, like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your first thought. Oh, whoa, turn it on. off, yeah, turn it off. You gotta turn something else on. That's the thing. What is that thing that we're turning on? You know, that deeper current of virtue and stuff. It's a beautiful thing.
2: Mm-hmm
0: oh. reminds me of an idea that I really love. Or just a mantra, which is, in order to serve, you got to be fit to serve, mm-hmm. right? And it's so true. You gotta be fit to serve. You gotta do the work. You gotta take care of all the different levels that contribute to you, right, yes. And your expression of of you know wholeness and vitality. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not an easy thing to to do, in the world that we've been brought up in, mm-hmm. right? You pretty much have to go opposite to whatever mainstream you know wisdom might say um but that's changing too because this is becoming the mainstream right mm-hmm. yoga is pretty much as mainstream as it gets at this point now I, I know you guys are doing a big part with the sound bringing the sound and the bowls mm-hmm. into people's mm-hmm. consciousness and experience to where it's like more often than not i'm seeing events oh yeah we're gonna have a sound bath it's just part of the event <laughs> yeah it's like okay yeah. it's like, yeah Right? so that's, that's a
2: big point hmm and, and, and I like that you said like we really had to be like fit to serve and like be taking care of ourselves in all the different ways and then when, when I had that when you had that thought I was like all the different ways like brrr, like I just think of myself like when I was doing my yoga teacher training just spending six to eight hours in practice every day to do all the things To do the asana pranayama the meditations. just like oh my god like you can't you can't do that every day you know and that, that's the thing it's like learning to like today what do i need is today a day i need to dance for 10 minutes or is today the day i do two hours of yoga or is today the day that i just like focus on my breath because i'm just like not breathing correctly or is today the day that i actually just eat a lot of food because i'm malnourished i needed just a day to fill up it's about really for me being like mindful and listening to the body and like what does my body need today but we're disconnected and that's why i'm so happy that yoga is in the mainstream because it's it's like Bringing the embodiment, it's like here you go. Here's your but here's your vessel. Play with it. Move with it. See what happens when you spend an hour and a half breathing and moving. What happens? Mm -hmm. Is your mind just like on the same pattern, running, 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 or are you finding yourself like having these insights? You know, because when we were like doing yoga or meditating, like I find that the conscious mind creates some space. There's like openness, so all the wisdom in the subconscious mind can just come out and flourish and bloom. I know for me, like whenever I have something I need to figure out, if I'm trying to figure it out, I can't, and as soon as I stop, and <laughs> let go, and I'm like, okay, okay, I'll just, like I'm just gonna lay here, you know, and just like put a crystal on my face, <laughs> just, like, <laughs> let, let it all manifest. Right on my face. It's always within like a like few minutes, like boom, there it is. Okay, great, there it is. Then like continue on with the work, but it can be overwhelming to think about trying to self care every day in all the ways, but. Mm. I think being mindful of what the body needs each and every day, and just doing mm. that one thing or those two things, and just changing that up every day. It's mm. mm-hmm. huge. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: well, that speaks a lot to you know the power of intuition and the wisdom of the body mm. instead of the thinking of the mind,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Which I know from my life, at least since you know adolescence until young adulthood. I spend so much time in the mind, trying to intellectualize my way through life, or through issues or challenges or whatever it is. It's like I can figure it out if I just think right and plan and all these. It's control essentially, mm-hmm. right? Which I think stems from this traumatic past, and feeling out of control, right? And then we get locked up into the mind, cut off from the body, just living up here, right? Living up here, thinking it's all okay, thinking that oh, you know this is life, this is this is how it goes. Um, and recognizing more and more and more that the more you can soften and trust and um, open up to receive those messages and those intuitive impulses, gut feelings, hunches, you know, whatever it is, whatever comes up, that whenever you honor those, it always works out better. Mm-hmm.
1: Always. And it's very feminine, you know, that's yeah. a very feminine component, I think, of our being and- really um important i wouldn't just say for men i think women too i think the feminine has been really desecrated on that big macrocosmic scale in our worldview and, and the way our world is mobilized day after day and um yeah i think it's one of the great boons of living a more meditative spiritual life is you start to gain access to that oracle of your heart as one teacher said it to me and when you get in touch with that slower lower the 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 boon of the lower and slower vibrations you do get access to all this wisdom that is naturally there in the body even deeper from the heart that's what the ancients are saying it's coming from the heart this beautiful connection to what the Tao is called the guiding realm you know and and that can guide your life in the most intelligent and beautiful intuitive way and it's like such a boon to be able to have that relationship with some call it the higher self, you know, that greater aspect of your wisdom because it usually has the most perfect stuff to tell you from the littlest details, you know of how I can wash the dishes more mindfully to like where should I be traveling this winter or, you know, it can really help on all levels, but most of us are skirmishing around in our life at this very intellectual, discursive consciousness field that's very like beta and very like high vibing all the time and like we don't sink into that unified field of the heart where we get this beautiful intuition yeah that can totally guide you mm-hmm. yeah
2: definitely like a feminine quality and i think that's why it's so important for men to be to doing this like this work because we are so in the, in the head and trying to understand i know for like you know we were, we were very similar brian but like yeah being in my head especially even when dealing with my partner and like having challenges come up and if I'm like in my head about it and I'm trying to intellectually understand her and though I'm like yeah I've received what you've said there's a part of her is like no you didn't actually receive what I said it went like here and you have to let it go here and that's been my challenge is digging making more space in the heart space and, and I, that for me like that evolution in my body and my awareness of myself happened like through doing yoga like like, I just, I could feel it, like, I'd leave, and I'd just be so full of compassion for everything that would happen, (laughs) from that moment, for the rest of my day, I was like, wow, I can, like, hold all this, because I'm here in my heart, and not just thinking about everything in my head, and Mm -hmm. I I think it's really beautiful that this, this age of the feminine is, like, definitely rising in men, who are becoming more soft, and, like, acknowledging that we need to be more soft, and I think that's what Me Too really exploded, was, like, Okay, okay. We all need to like check in on ourselves. Like how how are we relating to women and like how are we treating women in our lives and and like what's really going on aware, uh, around us? Like are we standing up for things that we feel like are unjust in our day-to-day life? Cuz I've seen like countless like men be inappropriate with women like in public and it's only been recently that I've had the balls to maybe say something to that and maybe like or even just like spend more time like being close to that situation the woman knows that I'm present mm. and I'm not necessarily going to fight someone because violence and violence doesn't make peace but but I think just like being more consciously aware of the relationship that all brothers are having with women not just us but all brothers and checking in on each other as we did at the Elastic Static Dance you're really being mindful of are we like gawking at these beautiful goddesses as they move their body in, in freedom or are we like looking at them with this like predatory mindset of like oh I want I need it, or other people, other brothers doing that to women as well. Mm. So it's good. It's like bringing us like into the heart to be a little bit more aware of all of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and I love that. It like for me, it's the difference between sort of like this like neediness energy, right? It's like you're empty, so you need right. If if you're you feel sexually empty, so I need I need to conquer women. I need to you know fornicate or whatever it is to try and fill that hole. But when you're full, when you've filled that love and connection for yourself, then it's more of like a beautiful appreciation, mm-hmm. right? And the same thing with dancing, right? You could admire the movement and the figure and the form and the expression of a man or a woman, right? In that sort of um, dancing environment. Or you can have that predatory, like, oh, I want that, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so it, it can be such just, a subtle, yeah. a subtle uh, flip, right? Yeah. So much of it is the tension, you know? There's just we're, we're just so burned out, we're so in that masculine yang energy, there's so much fire and inflammation in the body and people are over caffeinated, overstimulated and not homeostatic, in the sympathetic nervous system and, and adrenal fatigue and and then people are people don't realize how vulnerable they become all of a sudden to all these you know, really unwholesome activities and such, because a lot of it is just being vital enough to really guard and, and make a conscious choice, you know, in the moment, you know, rather than just like this lazy doldrum of like, I'm just going to gawk at these beautiful women and like allow myself to become victimized by this lustful energy that society says is a-okay and like feed into that kind of you know, objectification culture and such um, that men and women play in and, and feed into. And I think it's a really beautiful thing right now for men to bring on that warrior spirit, which says, Yeah, might for right. So let's get mighty, let's get fit, and let's like draw out the sword, not the sword of violence, but the sword that's gonna like actually stand as a power of guardianship and also to cut away, you know, these unwholesome practices that we've all been ensnared in for so long you know and it it takes a lot of work it takes the skillfulness as well of the magician and the king and the lover all of these things have to be online right now especially for men you know which is why these retreats moving forward as we're going to be doing the magician for the next one which is going to be wonderful you know in winter time to bring on the the shaman healer archetype you know to men to address like you know this this movement to really honor women and to really honor our masculine in a higher octave is going to require some internal practices and some healing you know and some shamanic intelligence to come online so that we can draw upon the necessary support to to really bring online a whole new program you know based on chivalry um and based on yeah the earth knight the idea of a noble Warrior in its fullness and its most virtuous display and expression. uh uh-huh. Gaia! Gaia! Yeah. Where's the sword. That man. was powerful.
0: <laughs> Don't let me forget, I want to get a picture of the three of us with the sword in some capacity. i got to show you the photos
1: too. Bard just sent them to me. <gasps> no yeah. way. Yeah, we can do a little breeze through one. Shout out to Bard. Shout yeah, out to Bard. Thank Empathy you, Bard. Rising. Empathy Rising. Yes, blog. It's an amazing yeah.
2: photographer, filmmaker, yeah. producer. Okay, director.
0: I was just thinking about those like yesterday. Me too. I'm like, oh, those photos are
2: probably on... The mm-hmm. way. I think I looked at them yesterday for the stuff, so picked it up. Oh, picked it so up. great connected. shots! Great shots. Oh, okay. Guys. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I feel like this is the perfect time to segue into actually like the next retreat, mm-hmm. all focused on the magician. You know, because you we were all connected to that. Like, oh, Darren had these uh, pictures revealed, and then we we had that that thought as well, and finding out now that the intuition was totally on. You know, and I bet you other brothers actually probably would have thought, hey, I wonder about those photos. You know, yeah. and we're gonna send them an email like this weekend. They're gonna be like, man, I was just thinking about <laughs> Of course you were. We're all mad, magic, and, <laughs> and it's funny, right? Because we are all made of magic. Like that's the beauty that I think of of the time that we're in. All of the wisdom is just like here it is. Every, here it is. World, like here, you have access to everything. Go for it. Enlighten yourself, and like let's let's fucking change this planet. Mm. And it's so cool to see it alchemizing in our society and like I know for me like the acknowledgement of my own like divinity my own connection to like source and that the universe is like hearing and feeling everything that I say and everything that I do and the way that I act there's like a karmic reaction in some way um to the things that I that I do and I I just love the magician so much because for me it just comes into like just like alchemizing your life and, and like learning how powerful you are and like and like channeling that and being like, okay, like universe, like this is what I need right now, and learning how to like harness that connection to the universe, so it knows, okay, let's, let's 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 line this up for you. You know, let's let those people who need you connect to you, and the people that you need to connect to them, and just allow the synchronicities to be more uh, present in your day, because they happen all around us all the time, right? But are we aware of them? Are we feeling into the signs, or are we just like unconsciously living our life and like? different program. And I feel like once we step out of that, you know, the mind to the heart and to that magician, like things kind of start to illuminate. Your day begins to like shine a little brighter and you start to like be lit by the little things that happen. And then when you start feeling in that way, the universe starts to hear, oh, this person's in alignment. This person's in, okay, let's like, let's keep this alignment brewing. And there's something really, really powerful about that. you know, Especially in the, the winter solstice time so it's going to be really epic. really am so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Read about it.
1: Yeah, they they call it in some uh, fields the reenchantment of the world. You know, if you look up disenchantment of the world, I think it came out of the 17th or 18th century. It's an actual humanist philosophical philosophical term for when the industrial revolution arose and people moved away from pastoral environments and villages into cities and it saw it was seen as this like kind of dark age kind of pillaging of that magical sense of folky traditions that people used to live in where, you know, Halloween used to be really honoring these three days when the veil between this world and the next was very thin and they partake in festivities, connect, do mediumship and get messages from, you know, the dead and stuff like that and, um, yeah, I mean... That magic is is not in our life anymore for the most part, but now there's this beautiful awakening happening with yoga and spirituality where as Jesse's mentioned things like synchronicity and the whole idea of alchemy is just so key you know the idea that you can transform anything from a wound into wisdom from shit into gold that's all of our birthright as human beings we all have potential to do that and everyone's got beautiful stories I'm sure to share which we'll do on the retreat of like What are situations in your life where you've actually transformed something really shitty into something really amazing, you know, in in terms of, and, and how that builds so much confidence, you know, and then the whole idea of like spirituality, and then it's the beautiful dovetailing between that and quantum physics and how we can actually really show experimentally in the Western scientific gaze, at least how things like prayer really work over long distances, how there is no time and space and how manifestation and, working on binaural beats and brainwaves and getting yourself deeper into your body and into those deeply nourishing brainwave states can help you to actualize things and use your imagination in a more powerful way to foster, yeah, frequencies and stuff that really actualize your life in incredible ways. So there's so much, and then and just general scope of what happens to your worldview when all of that power comes online, that enchantment, really start to feel this magical sense of yourself in this world which to me is one of the great healings that needs to take place in your life because normally people I think feel isolated they feel lonely they feel without meaning or purpose Um, and when magic gets restored in their life all of a sudden that they feel very purposeful they feel excited and joyful to be alive and they feel confident that they can use their mind and their body as means of alchemizing potentials to really change things. You know, if they're downtrodden, Mm -hmm. that's an amazing resource, you know, to have.
0: It's such a fundamental piece of like empowerment, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To see, I know for me, it came through observing others and hearing stories and studying teachers who had that effect on me, right? It's like, Oh, they're, they're presenting something here or creating a space, um, that's shifting things for me and then the more you get into it the more you recognize the principles at play and the traditions and how it's really taking place and then you get it's like you get the the cheat code for the universe (laughs) it's like I get to play in this Mm -hmm. like I'm an active creator through this and then you get to play and be like okay how can I create the best um, environment in this situation whether it's you know sitting at a bus stop and everyone else is looking depressed and cold and you just have a smile and you say hey like how's your day going or something whatever it is whatever it is but having that consciousness of how we interact and affect Mm. the environment Mm -hmm. which for me is like that's what the whole holistic biohacking thing is all about right it's like my version of the modern magician
1: magician. yeah for sure absolutely Mm -hmm. massively yeah and you are
2: definitely a master (laughs) magician in that context master magi (laughs) yeah mage magi Yeah. Yeah. yeah And the example of the bus stop is so is so perfect because like you know we we have an energetic field that extends you know outside of our body and like we have the power the capacity to like turn that on and be like okay like how can I serve the people in this moment whether you're on the streetcar and everyone's stressed it's like well I'm just gonna hold a vibration for everyone here or say something or like take
1: out my crystal bowl as you did in- yeah so I remember we gotta
0: like, film some viral videos of like pop-up sound bats on the TTC or something oh yeah I've
1: had visions for years of you know I've been calling it actually just as an idea the re-enchantment project oh you know where we actually create little moments of magic Mm. that kind of give that matrix reality a little like nudge where yeah you have those neo moments when you see everything as this kind of like beautiful quantum field of the miraculous and and all it takes is... I mean, I, I talked to our friends Giovanni and Justin Roy, and, and they tried something like this out, and I think Justin brought a ghetto blaster onto a subway car with Gio in the city, and they got the whole car into a dance party. Mm. Everyone, and they said everyone who come onto the train would have that brief moment of, like, feeling inhibited. And then when they saw that, like, almost everyone was dancing, you just fall into sympathetic resonance. You're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll just go with it. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, why... I mean, if I was, like, political power, and we don't have to, it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. We could just do it now. But it would be amazing if you had, like, a mayor in power. would be like, you know, once a week, we're going to send out these new social engineer workers. You know, imagine if social workers were actually sent out and decided to create moments of magic like that. What that would do to the morale of people, because we, we, we know now that people's health has to do with their psychology, has to do with their inner states, you know? So it's investing in that on, on a grander scale. I, I really wanna see governments investing in magic. You know, mm. I really want to see that. I be we, so simple too. Yeah. Like,
2: Does that be so calm? We can even like like we could definitely do that. Like I'd love to do yeah, that. Yeah. But like what if they just had like beautiful solfeggio frequencies playing with music in the background of like downtown city streets on speakers or like the subway or the streetcar and there was just like beautiful music playing rather than the silence and the and just the next stops, but i not like these things are not healthy to us but maybe if there was like some Mozart playing people might be, feel a little better because mm-hmm. you know like when I ride the transit system without headphones you it's, really you really got to turn on that like, like yeah. inner power
1: it's, it's hard all the dissonant like screeching of yeah. the tracks and stuff yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, I remember, I'll share like one story. I remember I got on the streetcar on the subway once, and I had a bunch of bowls with me, and I jumped on, and the streetcar was dead. And everyone was like frustrated, except staying there for 10, 15 minutes. Mm. And I was just like, this is perfect. Unzipped my bag, pulled out my b-bowl, and I just started playing. And I was just like, this is a crystal singing bowl. <laughs> and just went into my spiel about it. And at the end of talking, I was like, and what if we all thought for one second that this thing would turn on, what would happen? And literally within a second, it turned on. And everyone was like, oh, who is this guy? I remember just leaving a stack of business cards and being like, just email me, man. Let's talk. Let's talk. And we can do these things all the time, right? Mm. Like, all of us. It's But it's about being bold. Yes. You know, after, after drinking bold. ayahuasca, bold. as what she was telling me, it's like, go be bold. Dress in your colors. Like, let your rainbow warrior feathers fly. And like, and, and be emboldened in every moment to like maybe share a teaching with someone or maybe give someone some advice or some support if, if that's what's like needed or a hug mm-hmm. or sit next to someone who's being bullied on the
1: system that's, that's a good mm-hmm. reminder. I got that message too and it's so true. You just you're always working right. You're always on duty yeah. as that 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 warrior of the heart you know and just spreading those those beautiful vibes. There's so many opportunities throughout the day you know to do this from the most mundane thing of just Going to the coffee shop and having an interaction with the barista, you know, in a way that's super loving and jovial. It's like mm-hmm. so many amazing ways that we can re enchant the world, you know? And yeah. we'll definitely be touching upon that the retreat and giving the brothers some homework to bring, you know, some magical tasking into their lives and, and maybe starting some magical campaigns, you know, in the near future and really finally bring the reenchantment mm. project down from that dimension of thought mm-hmm. into physical reality because it is time you know I think people have to realize we need to take back the city streets we need to take back and, and assert this beautiful culture of consciousness spirituality wholesome and wholesomeness and, and just magic you mm-hmm. know, really give people that sense of enchantment mm-hmm. I, I
0: can that. see it I can see it you know, amongst yeah, our networks and given the mental health crisis that's going on right now mm-hmm. the government has a lot of grants that they will happily give it's if you really. can demonstrate that this is going to positively impact mental health. Wow. Right? Wow. If you can demonstrate that, which we can demonstrate. Absolutely. Um, we
2: should do that Reed yep. Project grant. Let's throw that... Let's like... Let's, so this is a big seed. This is how quickly things can manifest everyone who's listening. We had like a sharing, an idea, now it's like, cool, let's like fully do this. We could do this... In the My next God, I just hour. got an
1: email. Our grant has been actually... <laughs> successfully w- we, what dude pre-approved. Not, yet. pre-approved not yet pre-approved but, but the, that email amazing. will
2: come in as soon as it needs to yeah. mm-hmm. as soon as we plant that seed but it's also about being in our we can be in the magician envision these things and create these things but we need to do it Yeah. 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 get into the warrior send that email bring get it that down. proposal in yeah it's, it's all sides of it right
1: yeah <sighs> beautiful cool man beautiful Mm -hmm.
0: well this has been great i think i mean we could chat for hours but we've got stuff to do um can
1: do more another time yeah let's
0: do it we will we will and so for people who are interested in this retreat we've been describing i want to just drop
1: some of the details sure so it's happening january 4th to 7th it's going to be three nights the lotus heart center near brighton which is an hour and a half outside of toronto and we can fit a good, you know, group of men in there, so um, there's lots of interest already. Uh, you can find me at DarrenAustinHall.com. That's where some of the info for the retreat is, and it's on Facebook as well, on social media, and um, yeah, it's going to be really great, and if you even if you can't make the retreat, uh, I'll be running a lot of men stuff coming up, and uh, I started um, Conscious Masculinity Toronto, which is a Facebook group, which a bunch of us are holding as a banner now for, you know, any kind of offering. To help men get healthier, get healed, and get bolder in their in their virtues. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And Jesse, people want to follow uh, up. Connect. Yeah, yeah, you guys can
2: connect me on Facebook, Jesse Buck, J E S S C B U C K, like dear And uh, yeah, i got lots of things that are unraveling for January and February. A bunch of big loves happening with Darren, or big love, Cacao Ecstatic Dance. And yeah, lots of little things that are going to be planting soon, so definitely stay connected, stay tuned.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, and for everyone listening, everything that we've talked about, all of the links, all of the different things we've shared will be over at the blog, which is brianhardy.ca forward slash earth Nights for this episode um and you'll be able to follow up and get connected and uh if this speaks to you which i imagine if you've got this far it speaks to you it's resonating (laughs) on some level um listen to that right listen to that and whether it means coming on a retreat whether it means checking out one of the books we talked about or a teacher or a teaching just explore that curiosity. Explore that side of yourself that maybe you haven't had permission to explore. You know, know that that is totally, you know, part of who you are, um, and that the rewards of doing the work are so, so, so worthwhile. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I can really say. It'd be great to see you at the retreat. It's going to be phenomenal. I know already. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thank you guys for making Thank it you, brother.
2: Thank you, Brad. Be glorious. Stay glorious.
0: Okay. Cheers. Thank you for listening, my friends. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes, give this a podcast a subscription, a rating, and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality.
3: But you can even if your allies draw lines in the sand and dig always dig a little deeper sometimes it's hard to be my brother's keeper love so you let love in baby i am home in the wake of your skin and it's crazy how we wear our ceremony always be open to your path and your journey yes she cradles my loneliness a home in a forest nest universal test feel the weight of my love put your hand on my chest and rest in the cradle of my arms the battle that we face is a place where our scars come from and to pick up the gun my love we are destined to teach these ones to be brave and never run away courage is birthed from the womb on the first light of day the other day you were born you came out perfect never meant i i story into storytelling pose Cause we're always searching for a certain goal A pattern of physics arose. Don't believe I you're told And open, open up your fist A misconception you can fight like this And praise with the power of prayer Of gods on our side We can take the stairs to the heavens Flipping to my chapter 7 I live with the snakes in the great deception No oh, court in this country for men who steal from the mother on paper with pen and we're tripping down a red dirt road and we're asking is this the way we should go kissing soft top feet oh my goddess we walk the earth baby yeah we